Today on Talking Hockey, we'll be talking about the Winnipeg Jets at the quarter season mark. I'll ask Tommy about some Jets that are returning to the lineup here soon. We got a book club starting? Sounds crazy, but it's true. And as usual, we've got some brand new players featured as the vintage hockey hair and the local legends. Yeah, let's roll that music. Here's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Mistake and a throw of puck by Richard. A taser from Jonathan Taves is first. Lemieux ahead to Gretzky. That's Murphy with him on a two on one. Now Lemieux. And I'm going. He shoots. He scores. Again, let's go. Sidney Crosby. The golden goal. Gretzky pick it up. Couldn't find it. Oh, baby, let's get her going for sure. Hey, it's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Uh, I am your co-host, Tom, and I've got with me streaking down the right side, except for this time he's crossed over. He's on my left side. It's co-host Randy. Here we go, boys. Let's get her going. Yeah, I think we're uh, pumped to get her going, as they say. Um, this is Season 2, Episode 8. We uh, thank you for tuning in to Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, whether it's on the UMFM website uh, you can go there, www.umfm.com, go up into the program directory and t- search out Talking Hockey and you'll, uh, you'll see what you're looking for. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, just type in Talking Hockey or go to the wilderness section and, uh, you know, wade through the hunting and quad and shows and you'll find us. Um, uh, are we uh, experiencing any crossovers there yet, Tommy? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of camo fan mail um, envelopes coming in and camo and stuff. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. But if you are listening via accidental uh, ways, that's awesome. But to those of you who are listening because we pester you, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, thanks for coming back and we hope you enjoy this episode. Last epi, we had a, a full kind of a different situation going for the whole so day. It was... Uh, goalie themed and we had pip skid on pat skeen and uh, it was kind of fun we talked about all all things goaltending really and uh covered a lot of bases the audio quality maybe wasn't as good as uh you expect from talking hockey but uh it was still it was still good you got a lot of my dog chewing today we're in a underground location so a secret bunker yeah. here so uh yeah, if you hear any weird noises, it's because there's some top secret shit going on. Yeah, yeah, we had to have high clearance, um, security clearance to get in. Uh, and unfortunately, our intern couldn't make the program. He didn't get he didn't get cleared. But no, uh, they're stuck outside. Yeah, um, but as hey. you can hear, the pipes banging. Yeah, is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> So we either got dogs chewing or pipes banging. That's what you're going to yeah, get with Yeah, I think that's uh, maybe the, uh, what do you call that, the boiler kicking in. Okay, right on. So anyway, I just wanted to say, you know, corporate's breathing down our necks a little bit. Last couple episodes have gone a little over time. So they're uh, looking they're looking at us to tighten things up. So let's get going right away here. Let's get her going. Let's uh, get her going with something to drink here, Tommy. What do you figure? Yes, I'm, I'm a thirsty boy. And uh, what do we have here, Randy? Well, this comes... Um, hot and heavy out of uh, St. James. Mm-hmm. Um, Roseberry, I believe, is the street. 
uh, a little place called Half Pines Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And this here is a beer that is only available at certain times of the year. And obviously, this is the time of the this year. This is that time, yeah. <laughs> so this is called the... Well, it's called the Hoppy and Punchy. Oh, the Hop Pun. The, the yeah. Hop Pun. Yeah, and it's a it kangaroo is. with yeah. boxing gloves. So, uh, needless to say, it's a strong IPA. Um, 7%. Yeah, that ain't, um, that ain't effing around. No, me and uh, fellow teammate Chris of Steel, Kyle Antonchuk, mm. tend to like to partake in these ones. And whenever we do see them around town, we always make sure to message yeah. each other to say, hey... Uh, I bought a bunch at Hot Pun at this place. I left a couple cases for you. Go get them. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we're in the underground bunker here for a while because uh, no yeah. one's getting a hold of these ones. Yeah. So let's crack these. Hey, these are these are. Um, this is the first bottle. Bottles, yeah. not cans. Usually we have cans. Yeah. Uh, we did last season have a Trans Canada Brewing Co. That was a was a uh, can a bottle. It doesn't quite have that sound, though, eh? I just did my... Oh, there, oh, there it is. Go. And yeah. I was talking over it, so <laughs> I ruined it, Randy. Yeah. Let's do this again. Open, <laughs> open up some new beers. <laughs> Let's have a sip of these Have first. you had this one before? Never, ever. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Tommy, what'd you think? Your first sip. Yeah, it's good. It's, it, it, is, it is hoppy. It, it does have a bit of punch. Uh, and... But you know the the punch isn't as as uh, dynamite as I might have thought looking at the label with this mean ass kangaroo on there. Um, well, clearly this uh, kangaroo doesn't play NHL hockey because there's not as much fighting anymore. Wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, no, there's certainly not. There was a game on the weekend between the Bruins and the um, Montreal Canadiens that got a little feisty. There wasn't a full blown scrap though i don't believe but there was uh, a melee there okay. was there was a it was as, as close to a line brawl as you're gonna get in the nhl these days and i liked it yeah well it's about time you uh, know it's you yeah. know we could use a little bit of that maybe you know heading into the christmas season the players could kind of absolutely get, you know get give, into the the gift spirit of, giving, of the season the gift of giving a few uh lefts yeah. and a couple rights Tell you, Ran, uh, you missed our game on the weekend, our Caress of Steel game, our local beer league team, and uh, we 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 pulled out a victory, oh, which yeah? was awesome for nice. the for the fellas and the fans at home. Five um, two, great victory, and uh, we scored our our line. My, me, uh, Wobber, and uh, Vinny scored a goal, scored a couple, and and on Wob's goal. <laughs> Vinny got hauled down along the boards and I didn't quite see exactly how it played out. All I saw was a pile and it looked malicious a little bit and it was 91 and he was giving it a little bit all game and whatnot. So I kind of just went over and just, I just stood there between them. I didn't even say anything. I was looking at the other guy giving Vinny some space to get up or whatever. Cause I kind of saw them chirping a bit and uh, I didn't see anything just looking at him and he, unprovoked cross-checked me right in the gut <laughs> i didn't have a chance to tuck my gut in and before the cross-check and came. guaranteed there was no call uh so not initially but i took his stick and threw it <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh and then there was all kinds of chit chat on the way to the bench and and apparently we both now uh pardon my french uh we both called each other a dumb fuck at the exact same time. And Chung heard that and was very pleased about it. So anyway, that's a penalty. You got to jinx him. 
Yeah, well, I didn't even notice. It was until oh. after the game that Chung said uh, he had heard that. But um, no, I just, that's a penalty I'll take every day. And we scored a goal on the play. So there whatever, you go. I don't care. Coincidentals get their best player off the ice and give the gift to given. Yeah. So anyway, that's the gift to given and uh, a lesson in keeping your gut tucked in because you might just get her cross checked for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen. <laughs> but uh, anywho. This, uh, yeah, half pints, half pints, hot, hot. I can't even say it. Half pints, hop pun. Um, Make sure you all out there go get it here soon because I, I don't know how long it lasts. I just know when it's around. I just make sure I get it whenever I can. Also, okay. go check out that uh, tap room they got there over on Roseberry, yeah. just around the corner from the, the old Highlander where, uh, where we take the ice there. Yeah, big shout out to half pints. Actually, I had a, their. Uh, codename ghost a couple pints of that last week uh watching Great beer. a little hockey at the pub so love that beer yeah actually good. i just went to the new, the new leopolds there on academy oh yeah yeah I was, at, a, I was at the uh other one nice <laughs> they got a little picture of dusty buff there behind the bar nice yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah wearing a leopold's hat like the one that you have oh yeah yeah mine's like so dirty though i play i wore it playing baseball and well that's a mistake i shouldn't have made but hey well hey maybe if we name drop them a few more times you'll get a free hat you know what i was talking to my friend uh, carly if you're listening i know you're not because you said that you (laughs) you know like you support that uh, the podcast in other ways but um not uh, by listening or liking hockey yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but she she works for leopold's sort of group or whatever they're called that's opening all these pubs and uh i was like so so (laughs) what a little sponsorship and she's like We'll talk. <laughs> just, just a free hat. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look how dirty my hat is. But uh, anywho, great spot if you're if you got one in town. So uh, Winnipeg, we got two of them. Um, yeah, they got a good local beer list right now. All, almost all my favorites. Well, they so. had uh, sixty six. Yeah, I love for, that beer for a little while there. They had sixty six. Right now, they got the code name Ghost in place of that. I'd say. Oh yeah. Um, but they've also got the Torque Roundabout, which is like an English. That's Mild. a good beer. I had that at yeah. Torque the other a week ago there. Yeah, yeah. and they've got uh, the Sucrum's Pilsner, the cult classic as it is called. Uh, they've got, uh, I can't, I don't know, a couple other. Uh, they've, got, they've got a nice little local selection of about a half dozen or so, and all of them are, are great. But so. that South Osborne one, the upstairs isn't open all the time, right? No, but when it is, it's the place to That's be. That's the place to be. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's um, move on from talking about our drinking habits, <laughs> <laughs> talk about our hockey habit. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll start the first period here. The, uh, as, as per the use, the ref checked the twine. He says it's good to go. He yeah. looked at each goalie. They gave him the wave. And the puck's about to drop. So he's clearly not a beer league ref because they they, <laughs> they don't care. check twine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they just kind of saunter off like <laughs> onto the ice and yeah, blow the whistle. Okay, here we go, boys. Yeah, yeah. So what's on tap here? We got we got a lot of stuff to talk about here. It's been a while, you know. Uh, last week there we had the episode with Pip Skid there and talked about goalies, but we got to get back to our roots here and yeah. talk about some Jets. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, like. Um, Right now, the Jets are uh, finished a, quite a bit of a road schedule. They had one home game in that time, um, but it was sandwiched between games in Nashville and 
Dallas, and then they were home against Columbus, and then they went to California, where I believe it was the Sharks, and then Anaheim, L.A., and now, and now, uh, what are they doing now? They're playing Dallas. They got the, Dallas yeah. tomorrow, yeah. Sure. So we'll get into some of their December uh, schedule coming up, but let's let's reflect on this November to remember, as they're calling it. It was quite a November, <clears throat> and honestly, like if if I could talk to myself back in at the end of September, I would be surprised with where the Jets yeah. are at right now. Yeah. Um, especially after going through such a successful November. Uh, they moved Wheeler to center. He's centering the second line, things that we've talked about on the show here before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm surprised with how good they're doing. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I'm pleasantly surprised with how good their November was. Um, as a as a total on the season, they're now 16-10-1, I believe it is. Um, their, their November was 13, no, sorry, 10-3. And one is that what it was, or was it thirteen three and one? I think ten three and one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, regardless, a, a good month of hockey. Um, and then that last game was a back to back, and they lost two to one. And you know, I didn't. It was a late Saturday game, and I didn't. I, really I missed see the whole game. I know that Brassois was in net, and I, you know, and that's, that's, first... that's that's never the answer. It's not. You know, he's a mm. good goalie too. But um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I remember uh, there was. A few weeks ago, we were recording an episode on a Tuesday and the Jets were playing against L.A. And yeah. you just kind of thought that they were going to beat L.A. because they're so they're near the bottom of the standings. Yeah. But it just seems like maybe L.A. is that team this year that, well, that the Jets have. They, they have the Jets number. Sure. Yeah. There's always a team that that'll get your number through the year. And un- unbelievably, actually, L.A.'s home record. They've played a lot of home games lately. Um, and their home record is seven, one and one in their last you know, nine or whatever. Wow. So yet they're, they're like in the bottom three of the league. Yeah. So they're, but they're, they're on the upswing ever since they bunched, benched, uh, Kovalchuk. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Quinky dink. Potentially. I, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's basically this past weekend, uh, was, was American Thanksgiving, which we, you've heard everybody in the hockey world sort of say, um, that's a real good, point at which to look at the playoff picture and and make some uh predictions as to who's making it in yeah for the most part like the the you know the general belief for years has been if you're in a playoff spot by american thanksgiving there's a really good chance that you're going to make the playoffs yeah i have the exact chances right here oh boom or percentages i should say for the last five years thanks to our intern yeah, so our intern dug these up, um, and, uh, you know, of course, they're not with us right now. Couldn't get the security clearance for the bunker. But in the past five years, oh, my phone just froze. There we go. Um, so I'll start with this most recent past year. Of course, everybody knows the St. Louis Blues story from worst to first kind of deal. In and, half a season. Right. So at American Thanksgiving last year, they, they were not in the picture. Well, last year, 69% of the teams that made the playoffs were, above, were, were in the playoff picture at American Thanksgiving. The year before that was exactly the same, 69%. Year before that, 2016-17, it was 81%. The year before that, 75%. 
And then five years ago in 2014, 15, it was 81%. So it seems to kind of be going down. Um, so is that like a stat that we can continue to look at and say, like, is that a date, the American Thanksgiving? Can we continue to look at it and say, yeah, pretty good picture, pretty good idea. Who's in the picture? Yeah, well, I think maybe now teams, uh, you know, don't don't count themselves out. You know, if it's kind of like right. we're not in the in a playoff spot by Thanksgiving, um, that doesn't mean anything. There's still lots of season left. Yeah, I think like, that's potentially maybe where the mindset's going because, uh, you know, you could have a team that's has a hot start. You know, if you think about this season, you've had. Uh, Buffalo and Carolina and both of those teams just have really seemed to kind of plateau a little They've bit. They've cooled down, cooled yeah. off, playing to their norm maybe. Um, Whereas in, if you look at like a lot of the playoffs lately, past couple years here, home ice advantage really hasn't really, hasn't meant anything. Yeah, last year I don't think it meant a darn so thing, did it? All yeah. you got to do is, you know, get to the dance and then find a, find a partner As to dance say, with. anything could happen. Yeah, you, well, in the year, uh, one of the years that LA won the cup, they got in as the eighth seed. They got in on the last day of the season. Yeah, yeah. so um, that's all you got to do. And just one more thing on LA. Uh, so they beat the Jets the other night 2-1. LA had those gray jerseys on. Is that their always home jersey? No, it's black. They have the black one. That's what so, I thought. Yeah. I didn't. I was. I was like, I. I'm not wowed by the gray, Randy. It's interesting though. Hey, like you'd think that there'd be more gray yeah. jerseys, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a tough I, look I, to pull off. I like their black ones though. Like the it just it's yeah. just so bold. It's just mm -hmm. black with mm -hmm. like white and a little bit of silver or gray, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. But yeah, it, it's a bold look. I like it. Yeah. So I mean, speaking of you know keeping the faith, uh, maybe that means that there will be less full out sellers at the deadline. Although I guess by the deadline you kind of know where you're at. But but it could with the league so tight like right now Minnesota's at the bottom of the central but they're like two points out of a playoff spot. Oh you yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like this American Thanksgiving time stamp. It doesn't really necessarily mean anything, but it is a good sort of way to categorize things because it's. But apparently, it's later this year than last year. Thanksgiving. Yeah, mm. uh, I don't really know how Thanksgiving works. Like. Um, and it's the same here in Canada. It's not always on the same weekend. It's the first Monday of October or something like that or second something Monday. Something like that, yeah. So anyway, who knows? We'll get the intern on that. But figures. and technically like it's not even the halfway point of the season either. Like there's no. there's but still we're at the there's, quarter mark more. There's or still less. a lot of hockey though. Like Oh, for sure. Just like you said, like the Wilder and last in the central, but What what about like the Devils? Like they're they're kind of stinking this year. Taylor Hall's a UFA. They're already talking about it. is he where is he getting traded? You know what I mean? Because they yeah. don't want a John Tavares situation, and the Devils do have kind of some other new pieces they can build their team around since they're a rebuilding team anyway. You know, with the Jack Hughes's and the Nico Hershishires and all this, and <laughs> yeah, uh, Blackwood the goalie, and um, you know, I like the Devils team. They got some good players and stuff, but. Uh, Anyway, we'll we'll see where that goes. But like right now, you you could say, yeah, the Devils aren't in the picture. But what if they put together a, a little heater of eight games or something? All of a sudden, yeah, you know, there's there's uh, been a few uh, long. Well, at the same time, though, the Devils are in tough. You know, with that the, Metro, the division. Metro, like 
Washington and New York, New York Islanders. Islanders. And Pittsburgh's playing well, and they don't yeah. even have Crosby. Yeah, like Pittsburgh's certainly holding down that third. And then, and then is Columbus like even kind of, you know, they're hanging around. They're hanging around, but I think. Uh, you know they've got a bit of a hangover from last season. Like they, they don't just, have the goaltending. They that just they don't did have last the, season. Well, losing Panarin, I oh, think. Oh, and Wierenski's out now. Yeah, like uh, who, who was it? Uh, Atkinson last year who had like forty goals or something. Yeah. yeah. And now he's kind of just regular Joe. Like I guess that's the difference when you don't have the yeah. bread man on your line. Yeah, I don't have the Columbus stats memorized, so I'm not sure. But um, you know that kind of reminds me, or whatever, in a way of something that I heard or was thinking recently I must have heard it and then thought about it was that the Jets so bringing it back to the Jets here they're kind of playing if you want to look at advanced stats and whatever um, they're playing like above their weight like they're you know like and Connor Hellebuck is is helping them win all these games and stuff but when you look at their like underlying numbers they're kind of not super flattering and it's like they shouldn't be winning as many games as they do but that's where like in to me in hockey it's so much more than those sort of you can't you can't just do it all on a spreadsheet or whatever but this is a, also a throw or a shout out to a future uh, statistical segment we'll get going in a week or two here but um yeah i don't know like what are your thoughts on the Jets sort of like is is Connor Hollebuck the only reason they're winning games or what's going on there? Like they're they do seem to be playing really well as a unit when you look at it the individuals and you say, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Like I think obviously Connor Hollebuck has put together a, a really good season so far. Yeah. But I think when you when you look at it as like a as far as like a team goes when you see your goalie is playing well, then you play better. Yeah, for sure. You got faith back there. So I, I wouldn't say, it, like, you know, obviously he's been, played a big role in winning some games, but I also th- just think that his good play is contagious because it's not like the the Jets are just laying, laying an egg in front of him. Like, for the most mm, part, they're playing sure. they're playing some really good games. It's not like they're getting outshot badly and mm-hmm. outplayed badly, and they just they win because Connor Hellebuck stands on his head and spits nickels, kind of thing. Like they he, have been getting outshot though a lot. But but they're still like scoring. They're still getting chances. It's not like they're not getting dominated. Yeah. You know, no, for sure. And I and I think part of the argument is, and maybe we'll get our stat guy to talk about this. Is is the shots the Jets are giving up are like quote-unquote low percentage chances they're not shots from the outside they're not like uh, high danger shots right. or whatever so the this the chant the percent of them score it's like we'll give up those shots all day because we know our goalie's gonna make that save we'll make it official here give our stats guy the official shout out okay and, and... matt matt in regina he's been listening for a while now and uh He's a big stack guy talking baseball all the time. And he always throws a bunch of wacky ideas at me about realigning divisions and leagues and the way playoffs work and everything. So um, the idea is that uh, in, I don't know, a week or two, in a couple episodes here, we'll get this going where we'll get him on the horn and we'll get a little statistical analysis of some sort or another, probably like about a Jets player yeah. or something so, like that. So like we, we pr- briefly discussed this before recording. So let's throw it out to him right now if he's listening (laughs) he can listen he can hear this and if he can do his homework and then we'll call him up so basically i think what we agreed on is the fact that 
Nikolai Ehlers is playing a lot better hockey right Leading now. Leading the Jets in goals right now with 12, I believe it is. And he, so he's, he's putting the puck in the net and he's playing better overall. So um, we want to know what underlying numbers, uh, you know, tell the Nikolai Ehlers story. So why is he playing better? What's he doing? Right. What What's causing him to score more goals? Is, so Yeah, is he taking more shots? Is he taking better shots? Uh you know, maybe he's maybe he's getting uh, on the forecheck better and getting more steals or whatever you call those things. Takeaways, Take yeah. yeah. Also, like if you think about the season so far, the Jets have kind of run a different lineup here throughout. Like you know, he's been on a line with Wheeler and Roslovic for here a little while. Yeah, but uh, that, and that, they, he was on another line before that. So right, I wouldn't necessarily. It's like. It's his line or and, whatever. It's just him. And so, yet he's on the second power play or whatever. So he's yeah. getting sort of limited time there. But he's but he's scoring even strength. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that that there's there's the uh, the question mm-hmm. for the upcoming stats segment. We'll have some sort of official name for it and yeah. maybe a sponsor or something. Yeah. So <laughs> stew on that, Matt, and we'll get at you next week. And for the listeners, uh, stay tuned because we've got some very in depth and insightful statistical analysis coming your way. Which is kind of a first for talking hockey. Usually we're just, uh, well, we're just talking out our ass, and we don't we don't have the numbers <laughs> to back up. Who won't. Yeah. Exactly. So now we're gonna so, we're gonna be accountable for all yeah. this stuff here. I do have a stat for you though, and it's one that I really like about the Jets this year, and it's for the first time ever, just past uh, weekend or whenever it was that they played the Sharks. Uh, no, sorry, that they played the Ducks and got the three zero shutout. They are now officially have more goals for than goals against on the season. They're sitting with 77 and 76. Yeah, I've been I've been watching that stat for the most part of the season, and they've mm. they've been in in the minus for yeah. the most part. Uh, just been nice to see them uh, get back on the plus side. And yeah, uh, yeah, they've I guess. clamped down defensively for sure, in especially in this hot month of November. But like, I, I, you know, to start the season, a few, you know, like back around episode one and two and whatever we were talking about their defense and uh and every well everybody and i think the mainstream media still talks about the defense because they don't really talk about the jets so all they know is that bufflin's not here and troop is not here and myers isn't here and charat's not here they don't know who is here and who's playing well so you have to think too that the scoring is down a little bit like you know line is not scoring goals yeah. he's getting assists wheelers his scoring is down so you got to think that that they're going to get better defensively yet they're yeah. going to start scoring a bit more because the potential is there so currently goals wise on the jets uh ehlers has 12 connor's got 10 is that the only double digits we got i think shifley's got to be pretty close yeah. behind there yeah yeah i don't know um i don't have it on my phone right here in my but i know i know those are the top two for sure um and then i think uh overall points wise i think it's line a shifley line a and shifley e- believe, yeah. ehlers connor and then i think wheeler is is uh down below mm. although since, top four. so since he's switched to center he's been playing very well he's nearly a point a game or something like that He's had, you know, a couple assists in each of the last few games. So he's playing real well, taking that center role. His minutes have kind of gone down, or at least for one game there. I looked at the time on ice. don't recall which game, but it was in this recent 
swing. Under 20? Oh, it was 15 or 16 minutes. Hmm. And I thought, that's good. That's good for the end of the season, though. I, I do think that is good. I think that's kind of like his sweet spot. You get him out there for like 18, 20 minutes, and you can see that it's just that they become less quality minutes or mm-hmm. whatever. So if you can spread that time around. So I don't know. I, I don't know if others are getting more ice time. Like, is the Lowry line now getting more ice time? They must be because that fourth line's not playing much. Mm. But even them are getting a little more. Like, uh, are they, they're still under 10 though. They must oh be. yeah. But yeah. they, they were at five. Now they're at like nine or so. Okay, yeah, so, well, you know, they're getting up. It's probably there. just getting spread around a little yeah. bit. And did you see Gustafson's goal? Oh, I did. His, he was, uh, first he, did, he the, didn't see it though. <laughs> first of the career. What a beauty. Yeah. Nice little I like top the shelf move that snipe. he put on, uh, Carlson. Yeah. Cause he was just like going to get this puck out. So he like protected it with his butt. And then he was like, Oh, I've got a whole lane here. So he just took her sniped it so yeah right on yeah he's a swedish kid scoring against a swedish legend yeah uh who 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 was the goalie no carlson like oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i was like wasn't it aaron dell is that guy swedish (laughs) and is he a legend i don't know could be yeah i don't know so yeah we didn't really come up with a snappy name for our quarter season report card here and we're not handing out grades so i'm not going to call it a no. report card it's just like <laughs> season it's like parent, quarter season roll up. it's like parent teacher it's like yeah. your, your, your kid hasn't screwed up at school yet so yeah keep keep her on the straight and narrow yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah i don't know what parent teachers really involve as i've never been to one yeah i think they just talk about drawings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so who's the best drawer on the jets but well, who's uh, Adam Lowry? Probably. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I get you <laughs> on the in the faceoffs. Yeah, that's who I would say. There you but go. Hey. Um, but I'll segue. I'll reverse myself a couple seconds and segue from uh, Gustafson, and we're going to talk about this in the pants segment, wearing the pants segment coming up in the second period. But let's talk about World Juniors, and. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll talk about, or are we, sorry, are we saving that? No, like I wanted we, we, to, we, we can talk about that here, but we, we'll, we'll like talk Team about, Canada? we'll talk about a little bit more of the world Jays okay. after the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, my apologies. Uh, I guess I just jumped the gun. No, but well, we, well, like, I guess we got team Canada just released their roster of 31 that they're inviting to camp. Yeah. As you might expect the, uh, Ramuski Oceanics, Alexei Lafreniere yeah. is, on, is uh, sort of the number one dude on Canada. And is he going to be a uh, New Jersey Devil next year? Is She's he going to be a LA King? I don't know. Like who? Uh, uh, it's it's hard to say. Who's it could be? Like like the Rangers could also fall. You mm-hmm. know, like there's there's a bunch of teams that could, but like. Well, okay, like with the Rangers, there's a bit of a Winnipeg connection there due to um, due to a certain trade that was made in the offseason. And, and, and a certain guy named, that we'll name Neil Pioink is really coming through and making himself known to fans of the Winnipeg Jets. I thought he's been playing great. Like yeah. since the beginning of the season, I thought he's been, yeah, you know, exactly what we needed. Yeah, number four. Neil, uh, it doesn't rhyme. I was gonna, <laughs> I don't know, but no, I agree. He's been good, and it's been fun to watch him because I knew nothing about him, and I was a little worried 
at first because I was like, oh, he's not that big. But to me, he looks like a right-handed Josh Morrissey. Yeah. With a like a bit more offensive skill, maybe like the way that he's well. That, what was that? What goal did he score against? Is that Anaheim? Just the other night, where he they scored a power play goal. Yeah, like he teed that thing up and went far post and in. Like yeah, that was a nice shot. That was Anaheim. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before we go too far down this road, what did you want to say about the uh, World Jays? Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna just say how Gustafson is is was being talked about as being on that Sweden team. And so then now there's a bit of a question mark as to whether or not the Jets are going to allow him to go play the WJs. Mm. So, uh, but I think that can come into play during our wearing the pants segment. Oh, but as far as Team Canada, did you have any... Mm, well, I didn't get a good look at the roster, to okay. be honest with you. So I'm just wondering who's on there from the Maritimes. Um, I saw one guy from uh, Nova Scotia. Okay. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Is it the, the guy that plays for Cornell or something like that? I, I don't know. I just, I just went and looked at through the, their hometowns and I saw yeah. one Winnipeg. It was a, a goalie. Yeah. And then I saw one Nova Scotia. Yeah. Um, I guess in, in relation, like not team Canada, but there's two uh, Winnipeg Jets draft picks playing for team Finland. That's right. Yeah, so, because uh, Finnipeg, as we yeah, exactly. have become known, um, which is like, as a, uh, as you could say, an avid hockey fan, I like to use the World Juniors to scout oh, the, man. the upcoming Jets. That's all I want to talk about for the World Juniors is just how much I love it. Like, it's it's my favorite tournament for sure, um, and it's just like because you get to see all these guys and and. You, you'll see so many of them that you think, oh, this guy's going to be amazing. And then he never really has an NHL career. And it's only like a few of them end up going on having great careers. A few of them have careers. And then a lot of them, that's kind of it. But, they, but then some of the guys that are like phenomenal players, mm. like if you think about uh, Crosby or McDavid, they never really blew up the World Juniors, mm. yet they... I think Crosby only played it twice. Well, the, the classic 2005 year in Grand Forks. He played as a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old, but by, when he was 18, he was a penguin, and they weren't letting no. him go. <laughs> but, like, you know, there's always the thought, it's like, oh, McDavid is going to go play for the World Juniors. He's going to go score, like, a million goals right. and break all the records. So, yeah, like Alexis Lafreniere, is he going to go and do this? Yeah, or? where it's like a guy like Sam Steele, you know, or like, you know, one of those other guys, or like, yeah. uh, what's his name? Anthony Mantha. Yeah. Guys yeah. like that who end up like scoring all those goals. Yeah. Braden Shen scored a lot of goals for the World Juniors. Yeah. Uh, Jordan a, Eberle. Yeah. Eberle was wicked. Yeah. Know, that was when I became a big time Eberle <laughs> fan for sure. Um, I mean, he had that super clutch goal against oh, Russia. That just to blew, this day. Blew I, the roof yeah, off the place. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's good stuff. Um, so the, I mean, part of the thing I love about the world juniors too, is just like when it's over in Europe and then the, uh, 
you know, you can. You, you wake get, up in the morning. You and get you, those early yeah. morning games and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, you know what we should uh, do is take a day off work and have a like a coffee and Bailey's yeah. watching can't Team Canada kind of deal. We we well, let's do our homework and during the holiday season we should do a talk and hockey hockey talking show strictly World Juniors. Okay, yeah, and the, the, the holiday W yeah. WJs and the uh, you know the local legend has to be someone that played World Jays. Yeah. You got same for the vintage hockey yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. We'll put that Boom. one down. Intern, would you mind taking a note there? Write that down on the whiteboard. <laughs> oh, that's permanent marker. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, yeah. But we were looking for a new intern now. So uh, send your applications to talkinhockeypod at gmail.com. There you go. Bring your own uh, dry erase marker. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, Charlie's uh, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is his like yeah, yeah. crazy the map string, of things yeah. with strings yeah. attached everywhere. Like, yeah, that's our that's our storyboard or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, what else you got to talk about in the first period here? Ran anything well, on the top I, of your I, mind? I guess the, just maybe the last thing I wanted to, you know, run by you see your thoughts are. It's like, um, you know we're a quarter of the season in and like uh are you missing jacob trubero like and and or, or tyler myers or ben charat or yeah. uh, dustin, dustin bufflin yeah or whatever you know of all those guys um i know that during the off season when they all left and you know in training camp when it was like oh bufflin's not here I wasn't prepared for the Bufflin, but I was prepared with all, for all the other guys because I knew, I was like, oh, yeah, well, it's they're gone, right? They play for another team now, and that's just the way she goes. Hashtag way she goes. So, uh, you know, I'm not I, – I'm, I like – with Bufflin, I'm I'm I I wish he was playing, um, but you know he's not. And what can you do? So, I'm not shook up about the lack of all those other guys. I've watched some Habs games. Schrott's been good. I mean, he's been Ben Schrott. Like I don't know, he, he's given exactly. He, yeah, he's given what he gives, and and I think that yeah, somebody was pointing it out. Maybe it was you. Maybe Tucker Pullman's Ben Schrott now. And well, I think Tucker Pullman's closer to frack. Jacob Truba, if anything. Right, right. Um, yeah, and he's got a wicked name, too. I know Tucker, Tucker Pullman. It's a bold statement, folks, but just bear with me. I think this Tucker Pullman kid is going to be, yeah. it, it better, be just than, fine. better than Truba in the long run. Holy smokes. I think. He's got a good name. Yeah. He needs to work on his hair. Um, but other than that, you know. But he's just a quiet kid who seems to go about his business. You never... I, I don't ever hear a peep out of him. What do they call him? Like a lunch pail or a lunch bucket? Right. You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. he brings his lunch to work and he gets her done. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't, sure. doesn't, uh, not a flashy. He just comes and, and then works you, hard. And you need that. So, so if, if he's what a combo of say Truba or, um, Chirot Chirot, was kind of yeah. bringing, then that's fine. And then, yeah, I think Neil Pionk has been a real, like we were saying, a real nice addition. I love the way he wheels. He's super good with the puck. He mostly makes good decisions with it. Like, you know, any defenseman's going to 
have some boo-boos, but that's, you know, that's the way she goes, yeah. as they say. And you think about next year, you've got Sammy Niku, who's going to probably find a home here soon. Yeah, Hainola. And then you got Dylan, Sa- uh, Dylan Sandberg. Sandberg. I'm excited about yeah. that fella. So, I- like, next year, all of a sudden, we're going to have, like, a long j- log jam back there, and we're going to be like, yeah. good thing we don't have Myers but the thing eating is, up like, $6.5 million a year or whatever. It's easy to be super excited about these young guys coming up, but I think experience goes a heck of a long way. And we've been seeing that with the addition of Spiza and even my new pal, Tony Potato, <laughs> a.k.a. Anthony Potato. Um, they've got some NHL experience. And then that's just Spiza has kind of been a quietly unsung uh, waiver wire hero for the Jets, man. Like, honestly, classic Chevy um, Dahlstrom, I'm I'm. I would like to see him remain scratched. Well, I he hasn't. Like, how many games he did played, he actually he play? He played the other. He played the couple two nights in a row now. For did the he play with the LA game? Yeah, yeah. Didn't work. Oh, that, was, oh, because Kulikov he, got injured. I think yeah, exactly. And and him and Tony Potato were on the ice for both goals against, and it oh, okay. wasn't looking good. Well, and then they called up uh, Schilling right from the Moose. Possibly, I think, but probably yeah. just to sort of sit in the bo- in the press yeah, box or but, something. Uh, but, but anyway, I think Kulikov and uh, yeah, Cooley's out now. And Nasty Nate is out for a while, right? Yeah, Bulo. Although I think he skated today. Okay. So whatever that means. But so no doubt they're dealing with injuries, but they've got you know eight guys who can kind of step in and out, and so that's good. And then they've got the guys on the moose and whatnot, like your uh, Nikus and and all these, and and I, you know, I think Sammy Niku gets a look maybe later this year but only i think as we sort of said before on a previous episode if there's injury Mm -hmm. that like so much injury like more injury than now you know what i mean so i think um he's also he's just been fighting stuff like mm. i don't know if he's completely healthy so well, maybe, i think he was hurt just again yeah maybe so maybe the jets are just waiting for no point in no point yeah. in bringing him up if he's not. They're doing fine right now. Whatever, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so let him let him just hang out down there. Yeah, I think overall, like I said, just thinking about the the Thanksgiving mark here. Uh, other than getting a bunch of annoying emails about all these Black Friday sales, the other oh, you thing you got to get your Black Friday oh. and your Cyber Monday. The only thing I was really thinking about was like I think the Jets are doing a lot better than I would have predicted. Yeah, and I, it just it's a it be, it's in a good spot. Yeah, a good, for sure. Good spot to be. Yeah, I I've I've been adamant that they that like at the start of the season when everybody was saying and I use air quotes for everybody sweeping Blake and uh, generalization there just moved the mouse. I'm sorry about that, <laughs> but. Uh, um, I was kind of, you know, I was adamant that, th- that this is a playoff team. The defense might look weird right now, but like we've, we've got the core forwards. We've got, you know, the goalie, all the rest of it. So I think this is a team that can continue to keep winning some games and, yeah. and uh, make the playoffs. And I, like we were saying, you just got to get there. Just got to get there. And uh, I think, I think uh, the Jets are scoring right now. I think they're going to be scoring more here. Because you know, I think Line A just hasn't quite found his his score his goal scoring touch yet, and he's I think had chances. And Blake yet. Wheeler is going to come on come in strong mm-hmm. here in the last mm-hmm. half, so yeah, or last Con- th- three quarters. Kyle Connor's already on pace for another thirty this year, so kids looking good. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, that about wraps up the first period. Let's take a quick little break, and then we'll be back with the second period. 
where we'll be talking about our brand new Talking Hockey book club, Boom. as well as a couple other things. So I'm gonna, let's get her going here with a familiar song for all you folks at home. fresh sound of beer yeah so we're cracking another one of our uh, local craft beers of the week it's the half pints brewing co hop pun uh hoppy punchy uh it's the sort of a seasonal fella that they release as uh we were saying earlier in the show available only around this time of year um so get it while it's hot uh but serve it cold um and i for the record, I picked this one up at the Pemina Beer Store there, Pemina and Grant. Mm-hmm. But I have seen this available at the Half Pints Tap Room, which okay. is on Roseberry. So make sure you guys nice uh, head get... over head over to the west side of Winnipeg there and check out that tap room. It's kind of hidden. You mm. wouldn't find it on a normal little drive. Mm. Um, but it's a great spot and a cool room and good beers. Yeah, near the airport. Um, yeah, that'd be nice to have it on tap, actually. Yeah. Um, so I just want to give a quick shout out to the song that we just played last episode. We were talking about it and we were like, you know, I have no clue who this is. <laughs> it's uh, it's David Dundas. He's British. And the song, of course, is called Jeans On. Uh, we use it for pants. Our pants are on because this is uh, the second period we get into the wearing the pants segment which is a little segment where I put on a pair of pants of somebody of influence. Randy uh, poses a question to me and I wear their pants and sort of do what they would do. Um, So, you know, uh, as per the usual, I like to head on down to the bay. Uh, Bay downtown, uh, you you can never go wrong. Support uh, downtown shopping. I was actually in Bay St. Vital. Oh, Uh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, funny enough, actually, I was actually there on uh, the weekend uh, on Sunday. Yes, because they had a black sale, fri- si- black bleh, Black Friday sale on on pants. On black pants? Well, there were black pants, but I wanted I didn't want black pants, and unfortunately, that was really all they had. So I didn't end up buying any. It was the worst trip to the mall ever. But I saw my friend at the bay in the men's pants department and I told him to tune into the show because we'll be talking about the Bay St. Vitale pants department. Nice. So uh, I'll be back to try on some pants at a time when I, uh, you know, have more time. I was in a bit of a rush and you can't, you can't go pants shopping in no, a rush. You gotta, you gotta have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you do find that good pair of pants, buy a whole bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, oh, those Levi's 513s, but they just didn't have my size and color. So... What can you do? What can you do? So my question for you, and maybe you could be wearing jeans for this. It could be like a, a non-game day, uh, you know, d- time to try and figure out the answer to okay. this question. Who, who, uh, whose pants am I going to put on? Well, I, I would, s- I got to say it's probably Chevy's call ultimately, but okay. um, I would think that maybe 
Chevy brings in the Winnipeg Jets brass. You know, he's sitting at his big oak table there, and Paul Maurice comes in and puts his feet up on the table, and Chevy says, no, get your, get your feet get down. Get those dirty old... <laughs> And he's like, but these are my indoor shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but boss, I brought my indoor shoes. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, Zenger is there too. And, mm. uh, you know, some other scouts and stuff that they're all crowding around. He's Chevy's got table. the whole team there. Oh for yeah. Sure. He's like, I need my, I need everyone around here to make this decision. Okay. So basically the decision or the question here is, um, you know, you've got a, a Jets lineup that's actually playing pretty good here. Um, but it looks like you're going to get uh, some reinforcements back here soon with Appleton and Bork. Uh, you know, on. they've been skating uh, before practice lately. I don't think they've joined regular practice yet, but it, it seems like it's, it it's imminent here. It shouldn't be too long. Yeah. Um, so with, uh, with a couple players like that, you had Bork killing a lot of penalties, playing some hard minutes there earlier, and then Appleton is, you know, uh, up-and-comer. You know, he's got wheels. He's got skill. He was playing pretty well before he got injured playing football. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing hockey, playing football. Yeah. Um, so w w what are your thoughts? Uh, you got Appleton and Bork coming back in. Do you yeah. try and find a spot for them in the lineup or do you kind of keep things where they're at? Um, if you want to put them in, uh, then where do you, what do you do with, I'm guessing, Gustafson yeah. and, or like and Luato? Luoto yeah. Or, uh, yeah. So I think here's what I would do if I've got Chevy's jeans on. Look here. So if if we've got the the whole group in, like you were saying, I probably got some dress pants on. You know, we're at the office. We're in the boardroom. Um, but uh, while I'm thinking about this, like the day before the meeting with the team with the with the guys in the boardroom, I, I'm at home. Uh, pacing in the living room and I've got a pair of comfortable, um, yeah, jeans on for sure. Um, and I'm just thinking about, you know, David Gustafson getting the chance to go to the world juniors and be the captain for team Sweden. And I'm thinking, wouldn't that be something, eh? <laughs> That'd be good for his, his development. Don't you think? It's like he's been playing very... I like the way he's been playing for the Jets. But, you know, as uh, the Talking Hockey Boys mentioned, he's getting, what, eight minutes a game? Um, wouldn't it be like... So to let him go for the World Juniors, probably gone for close to a month, right? Yeah. So wouldn't it be... Uh, wouldn't it be nice just to see him go and play a ton of big minutes for Sweden and just kind of lead Sweden to a silver medal against Canada. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back crushed. <laughs> he's never the same. Yeah. Just kidding. But, um, yeah, no, he comes back and he's, he's got some new vigor yeah. and, uh, played on a world that like a international yeah, yeah, level in front yeah. of a, you know, huge audience like that. Where is the world juniors? You know what? Year? I'm not sure. I would assume that it's not Canada. Cause I would think that there'd be more kind of, it's in promotion. Canada essentially every other year, I think. So I'll call the intern here and ask okay. them to look it up. Sure. But um yeah, anyway, so with that said about Gustafson, I'm I'm I, I, I think if if Appleton, Mason Appleton's ready to come back into the lineup, I would insert him into Gustafson's spot or maybe, you know, switch a couple guys around positionally. 
and then let Gustafsson go to Team Sweden. And then if Bork comes back and is ready to go, I honestly keep him scratched as a healthy scratch right now. Um, cause, cause the line of Lowry cop and it's been Perot, Perot mostly. That's a good line. That's a good line. And I'm not putting Bork on it to screw it up. So maybe Bork and Luoto can come in and out for each other, but I've had no problem with Luoto's game essentially. And he's almost scored his first career goal a couple times. Against L.A., he had a glorious chance, and then uh, he had a crossbar the previous night or two nights before or something. So, Well, him and Patrick Liney are like hometown they buddies too. They seem to too, be eh? buds, yeah. yeah. And and uh, and honestly, like, like I say, I think I've had no issue with the way Luoto's been playing. I, I think he's playing a nice, simple game and doing what he has to to stay in the bigs. Um, so... You know, Bork didn't exactly like blow my pants off uh, in the at the beginning of the season before he was hurt, but he's one of those guys who's got NHL experience and he knows what he's doing. So I wouldn't hesitate to throw him back in the lineup, but at the same time, I don't want to mess that third Lowry, that third line of Lowry, Cop, and and Perot up because mm-hmm. I like it. And then the other two lines are set as they are. So, yeah, Gustafsson, I could t- send him uh, back to Sweden or wherever the world juniors are and, and then uh, put Appleton in there, and, and that's, that's, I think, what I would do. That's what I'm going nice. to tell the coaching staff and see what they think. You know, for me, I'm dying to see Mason Appleton as a, like, a regular jet. Like, I, I think the kid is going to be good. Uh, and- like, j- j- like, the same way with Connor and then with Roslovic coming up now, like I feel that we've kind of got another guy like that. And yeah. he's maybe he's, he's a bit bigger. Like maybe he can play a, a similar a game, a heavier what, game than like the, what Shri- the maybe fellas. closer to Shifley in, yeah. instead of uh, Roslovic there or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm dying to see Appleton and the fact that, uh, he ended up breaking his foot in a football playing catch, you know, stretching out for a bomb from Andrew Cop, yeah. probably. Eh? Bo- but the hey. Copper was tossing him sixty yards, and Appleton's just, you know, running a post route, and then he ran right into the <laughs> post, post and broke his foot. So <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he was maybe thinking about those bombers there, uh, yeah. and you know, now he's got a broken yeah. foot. But it, yeah, it seems like he's gonna be back soon. So yeah, ultimately, I I think that. You know, Bork would be a great guy to just kind of have for depth and yeah. and get that Appleton back in there as quick as possible. And then yeah. at the same time, if Gustafson gets to go play on the international ice and be a big part of Team Sweden and and help them win a medal and get some experience there, and yeah, like sending him there. It's or, also in it, Czech Republic, so on, oh, okay, on, on the way home he can stop in at mom and dad's house. Friggin' rights and grab yeah. some uh, Swedish. Delicacies. I would love to go see the World Juniors in Czech Republic. That's a cool country. That's a good spot. Um, but yeah, no. So speaking of the Bombers, I wonder if they're going to bring the Grey Cup into the Jets. Tomorrow, they Next said. home game. Okay, right yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, give the boys a little inspiration. Yeah. Just be like, look, fellas, this is the cup is we what, got. Yeah. Why don't you guys go get, get the other one there? I wonder if there's, has there ever been, I guess it would have been like a long time, like pre 93, like a great cup and, and Stanley cup, like Eskimos. I'm going to guess Eskies and Oilers yeah. or, uh, Stampeders. Yeah, well, maybe, um, or the Alouettes of old, 
you know, because yeah. there was the Nalouettes in the 70s. But I, I don't guess know if we'll get were. the intern to see if the Eskimos and Oilers ever won the, the Cups the same That year. would be the most likely, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Anyways, this could be the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, but I think just like going in and firing the boys up with like, just like seeing the cup, maybe like chug a beer out of it and then pregame. Yeah. And yeah. then go hit the ice and just. And, you know, it'd be inspirational, I think. So that'd be cool. Fire them up a bit. Oh, I think it'll fire up the crowd, too. Unfortunately, it's on a Tuesday. Yeah. They, like, they should have done that on a Friday. Like, yeah. do, it, do it for real. But I think with the Jets' schedule, it's it's really weird. Lately, or coming up, we vaguely touched on it, but they've got a bunch of home and homes coming up. So it's not like they have, like, a home stand, but they've got a lot more home games now than they did last month. it's, like, back and forth, yeah. But they've got Dallas uh, here and then in Dallas, and then they've got Detroit here and then in Detroit, and then uh, Chicago, same, um, with a few other games sprinkled in there for good measure. I think... um, I think those games against Dallas this year are going to be what makes or breaks our season. And, well, and been... I, th- I have a feeling that the road to the Stanley cup goes through Dallas Interesting. this year. Yeah. It seems like they, they are going to be that team, like how it was always like Winnipeg and Nashville. Yeah. This year, I'm not, be... you know, and I'm not discounting Colorado or St. Louis. Like those are strong teams too, but I just feel like the jets and Dallas, your guts now are have, telling. Yeah. They have some sort of like, connection now like how winnipeg and nashville has have been for like the past two three seasons to me it just seems like nashville is kind of just well what if this year this year so two years ago we had winnipeg nashville in the second round yes second round and uh yeah two two years ago ago, and then last year winnipeg and st louis in the first round so this year Dallas will be that team. Winnipeg's got to play either first or second round. Eh? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it. It just. I can. I can kind of see that. Yeah. I was having a crazy uh, brainwave the other day, and I, and I mean that's a little much to call it that, but basically I was just. It was right when the New York Islanders' uh, seventeen-game point streak came to an end. That's crazy. Yeah, and I was just thinking about it, and I was like, you know. Put the Islanders in a playoff series against anybody, and I don't see them losing four times. You know what I mean? Like, I I could see the Islanders winning the cup this year. Like, well, even, honestly. Even last year. Like, how yeah. good were they last year in the playoffs? Yeah, they yeah. Were, yeah for sure. They're, they're like, and I watched, I watched the Islanders' uh, Columbus game this weekend. Mm. And it's, you know, whatever, just a kind of a whatever game. It's not like it's like Islanders versus Washington, Yeah. but I just like, I want to watch the Islanders to see like what makes them so good. Yeah. And like, they're just a well-run team. Like like, every single line is playing. And it's like, I was watching the game for a while and Barzell hadn't even been out there for a while. Like, cause they just run all their other lines just as much. Right. And they got, uh, Sezikis, Matt Martin, and Cal Clutterbuck. And that's a tough line as their to fourth line, against. and like you know they're line. playing a lot. Like yeah. they, yeah, it just. I like that. And you got Cal Eberle, you got Anders Lee. Like there's yeah. like a, there's like a lot of good guys on that team. Yeah. Um, so I could see an East final if it works out that way. I don't know how this, you know, the playoff format works, but Boston and and uh, the Islanders. Oh, that'll happen. That's uh, Atlantic versus Metro. 
Yeah. So yeah. if that could happen for an East final, that'd be wonderful. And you got to like how Boston's playing. Like, uh, Un- unreal. They're, they're and pa- just Pasternak and uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to officially say it. That is the best line in hockey right now. The, per- the perfection line. Yeah. Pasternak, Marshawn and Bergeron. Although Bergeron didn't play last night against Montreal. I don't know what his deal is if he's hurt or well when everyone's healthy even if you're including landis gog mckinnon and rantanen yeah and whoever else you want to throw into the mix is like jamie ben and say again whenever they play together because yeah. they don't play together all the time but i think no matter what all those combinations no, i, agree I still you. think pasternak bergeron and and marshawn are, are is the best line in hockey for sure like pasternak scored a goal last night against montreal it was just he came in on the right wing and right around the dot the face-off dot he ripped a clapper on Carey price and there was only one place for that puck to go and it was the size of a puck above Carey's shoulder and he put it right there and it was unreal um and then just so just like and pasternak's now got like essentially 25 goals 25 games whatever he's at you know he's gunning for the 50 and 50 mark and which would be fucking awesome if yeah, you got that. Yeah, it's been a while since we've yeah. seen that. And um, and then Marshan, he's second in the league in goals, right behind his line mate uh, David there. Um, and he, but you know, he's got more assists and is he is a slippery little eel. Holy jeez, <laughs> I was just, like looking at him go last night, and he didn't even have the best game, and he was super frustrated. Like Montreal played very well until the third when Boston just said. No, we're taking over. Who won that game? Boston. Okay. Yeah, three one was the final, um, and it was it was one one until well it was one nothing Montreal until well, Boston I saw, just said like because Armia scored the goal right yeah and that yeah. was a nice goal yeah. a real backhand ripper no but he I I thought he backhand that thing top corner yeah but it went off Charlie McAvoy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looked like it was a backhand top corner. Yeah, like I, I was like, oh, that was a sweet goal, and then yeah. it's like well, it was a no. nice goal. But it was yeah. a nice goal, but then it's like ah, it went off the guy's leg. Yeah, but, yeah. Hey, sometimes you'll take him any old. Oh, way. you just yeah. put him on net. But we'll talk about uh, Yoel Armia maybe more later in a segment we're gonna call "Creeping on Your Ex" or right. whatever. Yeah, we gotta. So we get touched back on. There. Yeah, we did we've got that. so many new segments that we're forgetting <laughs> about them all. Again, our interns got this crazy yeah. board going with all the different uh, lines being connected, but. Uh, this new segment, no theme song yet, but we might come up with one. It's uh, we're gonna do the talking hockey. Um, Hockey Talking Show Book Club. So recently I found a copy of The Game by Ken Dryden at the bookstore uh, just down from my house. And, and, um, well, give that bookstore a little shout out. That's a classic bookstore. Nerman's, uh, I believe it's called. Is that what it's called? I don't even know the name of it. I think it's the used bookstore? The one that's like right beside Marigold. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of a different one. You're thinking bookstore. of the other one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, this one's Nerman, okay. I believe. Okay. Yeah, but it's a wicked bookstore. Nice. And uh, anyway, yeah, so I found a nice little copy of the book there. And um, so I've I've started reading it. I'm, uh, you know, and life has been crazy, so I haven't done a lot of reading, but I'm about a chapter in or whatever. And so I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come in next week with... Um, with the with a, maybe a bit of a, a a little snippet to read for you, but you've got something for us right now, Randy. I do. So because we are are recording this episode at our secret underground bunker, 
this underground bunker is where I keep all of my hockey stuff, yeah. books, you know, it's the vault, the memorabilia that I've collected. We've got uh, Ryan Reeves hockey stick there. We've got uh, some pictures. Reeves hockey stick. Yeah. I cut, I cut her down. I was using it for a while. <laughs> it's like a 105 flex cut That's, down. It's like a 120 or something. Oh, yeah. I want that. But anyways, um, so the book I'm going to read from, this is kind of like a, what do you call this? Like we've got like at McNally Robinson, we've all gathered yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the book that I'm going to read from tonight is a book that I wrote. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyways, this, this is an amazing book. It's, it's written by Ed Willis. Former writer for the Winnipeg Sun, I believe. And now I think he finds himself over on the West Coast. Okay. But anyways, this book is called The Rebel League. And the reason why I have this book is because when I was making a documentary about the Winnipeg Jets, yeah, I felt that this was a good piece of literature to read to learn about the WHA and yeah. the things that went on there and learn about the Jets. Uh, if you see on the shelf over there, I also have... Uh, the uh, Jets hundred Jets facts that you need yeah, to know. Yeah. Um. There's I've, also I've some other. That there's there's some other uh, Jets books on that bottom shelf there that that are from like the 70s and the 80s. Okay. And then there's that uh, right beside the Bobby Orr book. Mm -hmm. uh, there's it's I think Enforcer? it's called. Uh, oh no. No, uh, Thin Ice is it yeah, called? Yeah. Yeah. Thin so ice. that was a book written by. Uh, a university professor here in Winnipeg named Jim Silver about uh, the ec ec economic impact of of the Jets leaving and stuff. Oh, interesting. So uh, you know, I I did my homework. You know, yeah. I, I didn't just turn a camera on and start shooting. Well, I, and I, read, I read some books. And you are, a, I mean, look here on the Talk and Hockey, the Hockey Talk and Show. We like to say we're not experts, we're not insiders. But Randy, you are a bit of an expert and an insider. You were, uh, your you and your film were like quoted. That's in, right, in, in that some, book right there, yeah. the, the 100 Jets facts. So there you I, go. I'm in the freaking, uh, what do you call that again? <laughs> Encyclopedia? No, like when they like <laughs> cite you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, you're in the footnotes. Yeah, that's crazy. Citations or whatever. You know you finally made it when. Yeah. So anyways, what I want to read from uh, in this segment of Hockey Talk book talk or whatever we're going to call this. That's right there. <laughs> Boom. There's the good, this segment's called Hockey Talk Book Talk. So... The cool thing about uh, about the WHA uh, is the fact that the movie Slapshot yeah. was inspired by... Heavily inspired by... Some things that went on during the WHA, uh, WHA years. So basically, if you're familiar with the movie Slapshot, there's the, the uh, goon, if you will, for... Um, you know, uh, oh. which team is it? The team. Oh, geez. I don't remember the na team names of the teams, but he's got the orange. It's kind of like a flyer looking Jersey. It's mm. the team that the chiefs play against. But anyways, the guy's name is in the movie is Ogie Oglethorpe. O Ogie Oglethorpe. But you know, if he, Denny Lemieux calls him Oglethorpe, um, <laughs> Oglethorpe. <laughs> so basically, uh, Ogie Oglethorpe was, was based off of a, the real player, uh, it, it doesn't have his first name here. It just says Goldthorpe. Yeah. But anyway, I'll find it here. Goldthorpe, Goldthorpe. I can... Okay, anyways. So th this player, Goldthorpe, from the WHA, was actually was a real player, 
and they based Ogi Oglethorpe off of him. So the, the section that I want to read from this book here is, uh, it's talking about Goldthorpe and it's uh, talking about, uh, cause back then, um, that's when Gordy Howe would have been playing for the Houston arrows. Goldie so, Goldthorpe. Goldie Goldthorpe. There you go. Yeah. So his name was Bill Goldie Goldthorpe. Okay. So just, just kind of get things going here. Um, yeah, get into it. Story time. Goldthorpe, you know, here's a quote. He's like, because of Slapshot, every wants to tell a story about me doing something crazy. If I dropped a beer by accident, the story would come out. I threw it against the wall. I did a lot of things, but not as many as people think. So basically, I guess maybe the, the story was bigger than the man sure. at, at times. The, yeah, the myth, the man, the legend. Exactly. So basically, um, here, here's the little snippet that I want to read. So Goldthorpe would dress in three games in the three games in the 1973-74 playoffs, picking up 25 pims and getting tossed in Game Four of the Houston series. Sumner recalls Goldthorpe, Goldthorpe kept up a, a running dialogue with Houston's Gordy Howe, the number nine Gordy Howe. Hmm. He never did confront Howe physically, but at one point advised. You can't play forever, old man. And when you retire, I'm going to get your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because so, how did play with both his sons on that team. Exactly. Or two of his sons. So uh, as, as the stanza keeps going here, or whatever you want to call it. On another occasion, Goldthorpe started in on how from the bench. I'm going to fucking kill you, he screamed. I'm going to cut your head off. Hal then lowered his Clint Eastwood stare <laughs> at the Saints bench, at which point the mild-mannered Keith Christensen, Christensen, who was sitting beside Goldthorpe, exclaimed, it wasn't me, Gordy, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that's just like a paragraph from this book, and this yeah. book is full of awesome stories yeah. about the WHA. And if you've seen, um, if you've seen Slapshot and you know like how great a movie it, of it is, like a lot of that stuff is true or mm. based on true stories that all come there. It's all told in the Rebel League. So that's cool. I'm pretty sure I probably would have grabbed this from chapters or something. But yeah. wherever you buy books from, yeah. the Rebel League by Ed Willis, the short and unruly life of the WHA. So it's a great book. Cool. That's the first Cut. first stanza. Yeah, the first of the uh, hockey talk and book talk. Um, what kind of got me on to this whole idea of having the book club on the show was, was reading the first chapter, excuse me, of the, uh, Ken Dryden book, the game. And he's talking about, um, uh, how after a game you just, you can't sleep because of the excitement and the reliving of every moment and the possibilities that they had and just that feeling and and after a win, it's even more so because you're just like so pumped on it. And then eventually that feeling starts to fade and whatever. And, you know, like we've like I, I've got a spot where I go and chill after games and sit and like, you know, like because it's always like late at night and like I can't, you know, it's a couple hours before I can fall asleep. So anyway, this passage it was just really like it described it perfectly and it got me thinking and I was like. Oh, I should, uh, I should tell Randy about this, but I forgot the book on my way here to the underground bunker. And once you're in with the security it's clearances, tough. there's yeah. no way in out yeah. privileges. So it is what it is, but, uh, we'll get that. We'll, we'll get that next time on the book club. 
But um, I, I do intend to sort of do a full book report. Like I haven't done one since grade six or something. And I just, I want to do a book report, Rand. So I'm going to. Well, you write it up. We'll get the intern to type it up for you. <laughs> and uh, we'll get her going. Nice. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, all right. Well, uh, what do you think? That pretty much wraps up the second period here. A pretty successful second period. We kind of played a good road period. You know, we didn't let the home crowd get into it too much but i think they're having an all right time you know and uh yeah we'll get her going here for one last period and uh make sure we get the w here boys yeah you gotta dig deep all right let's uh let's prepare to dig deep <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to the third period here of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. We're uh, on the home stretch, and uh, this next segment is one that's inspired by our theme songs, essentially, um, with all those classic clips. <coughs> Excuse me. My, oh, my. The uh, Half Pints Local Brew of the Week there, <laughs> Rand. She's got me a little gassy. But... Um, this uh, segment is inspired by the clips that you hear, those classic clips you hear in 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 our intro song at the first of the episode and that one right there. Um, so this is a game. I'm going to play a clip from YouTube, essentially. I, I've this one was inspired. I'll tell you what it was inspired by after we do it. But like a, it, it's, it's a it's a vintage clip. Um, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. 30 seconds or whatever long. And then I'm going to pause it at some point and ask you a question. Um, <clears throat> so uh, without any further ado, let us just get right into this clip here. Give it a little time to load. Randy, what is that thing that no other team in Stanley Cup history has ever done that the Montreal Canadiens just did in that clip? They is this from '93? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, did they win like consecutive games in overtime to win a series? Um, you're you're warm. Okay, you're warm. Yeah, yeah. Are they are they won? I should have given you like multiple choice okay. here. It's something like that though, isn't it? Or they, they yeah. every single win from a series was all in the it was all in overtime. So they they won uh I think they won ten overtimes that spring, and that right there was their record setting eight or ninth. Um like an idiot, I didn't write down what actually was the thing that they did. <laughs> but you know what? 
Let's just, just, just go, finish the clip. Let's just go in and finish <laughs> the clip. That's probably why I didn't write it down. So here's the rest of the clip. Nine consecutive overtime wins. Yep. Nice. And then they went on to get another, I believe, and uh, make it 10 for the playoffs. Yeah. Consecutive OTWs. And, like, yeah, several of the series were ended on overtime wins and stuff. That particular one right there was Eric Desjardins, I believe. No, no, sorry, that was John LeClaire. I remember watching those playoffs, like, vividly, Mm. like, on the black and white TV in our kitchen. Like, I just watch it i don't know like i guess maybe because it was a canadian team that won yeah. and like i remember it so well yeah but also like just a couple years before is when i really got into hockey like when, yeah. the, when the penguins won back-to-back cups there um but yeah i just something about that van well, it was kind of the height of saint patrick's powers yeah and, and, and round like one that. was against quebec nordiques right yep. yeah. yeah and it was a classic for yeah, the ages like that, and actually quebec was favored in that series exa- that, that was a classic series i just like i remember that series vividly like just yeah. watching it on tv yeah and, um, then the, and then so they played la in the final wayne gretzky's la kings and Gretzky and the Kings had just beat Toronto in seven games. That before was a crazy that, series too, which was wild. Yeah, with Dougie itself, Gilmore and all those guys, which was like so close to it being a Toronto Montreal final, yeah. right? Which yeah. would have been the first time in forever and since probably the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but you know it wasn't meant to be. And then L.A. It, it was it, it was a wild uh, a wild ride for sure. And there's a great podcast actually. I'll just shout out to that podcast that inspired me to find this clip was um so uh Sportsnet's got those 31 thoughts uh, Yeah, with podcast. Jeff Merrick. Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman. This was neither of those two guys, but it was a 31 thoughts podcast and it was kind of like a special long form style episode like it was all edited and there was song like it was wicked you know it was really good um and it was called 25 together or something and it was about the montreal Canadiens 25th anniversary since the last time they won the cup which was 93 so it would have been it came out in this podcast came out last year i guess Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, it was about their the twenty fourth cup by Montreal, which is the last time a Canadian team won the cup, and then it was a really good good show. It was like you know an hour long, and it was uh, pretty pretty good. Right and, on, great yeah. clip, uh, great memories. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know, like I said, you know, like the just because it was the last Canadian team to win the cup, I just I feel that you know that's always kind of like a important hockey milestone or hockey you know memory because it's definitely a landmark yeah you know, it's, it's for like, like it's any something canadian that, hockey fan that's our age exactly like you would you would totally remember things yeah, like that and yeah. uh yeah great clip yeah yeah it's uh one of those classics so from there let's uh head on let's continue on down memory lane and talk about a vintage hockey hair player um, so this is the segment, uh, that is inspired by the Instagram account essentially. So follow at talk and hockey podcast on Instagram. And, uh, you'll notice if you do follow us, uh, we post, it's all just hairdos, you know, and, uh, mustaches and, 
you know, party in the business in the front, party in the back. There's, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, Vidal Sassoon use going on on this page. So this uh, this week, I'd like to talk about a little known uh, Slovakian player named. He's not little known. Everybody knows this fella, Ziggy Palfi. Zygmunt, one Zygmunt, Zygmunt. Palfi, uh, nicknamed Zigo in Slovak or Ziggy, Ziggy. in, uh, you know, English or whatever. So, um, yeah, he he played for the Islanders, the Kings, and the Penguins. Um, and he, he's, he, uh, he played on the Slovak national team in the Olympics in, in Vancouver. Um, he was actually also their flag bearer. So that's kind of cool. Attaboy Zygmunt. Yeah. And if you've ever seen a picture or know of this fella, you just kind of know about his hair, essentially. Well, recognizable hair and bucket. You yeah. got to say his bucket. Yeah, exactly. Because he like had the... a weird Jofa and he had Yermer Yager-esque mullet oh, going yeah. on. He was the Slovak Yager. Yeah, he like he was like a Yager light. Yeah. 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 Light from a different country. Where the Czechs had their... Well, I mean, at the time they were born and growing up, it would have all been one country. Right. Czechoslovakia. Maybe uh, separated at birth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just one kidding. on one side of the border, <laughs> the other on the other. Uh, but you know, you can't, not to make light of the iron curtain, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, Ziggy was, Ziggy was a good player. So he, he was more than a point of game guy in the NHL. He only played 684 games. I say only, uh, but I, that, we talk about guys a lot that play a thousand games and whatever. So when you say 684, it just doesn't feel like much, but that's. That's a good haul, you know what I mean? Like, he he also played a lot of pro hockey over in Europe and stuff, right? After so, the fact? Yes. I guess... Sort did, of before, during, and after, to be honest with where, you. Where did he finish? In the NHL? With Pittsburgh? Penguins were his last NHL team. And yeah. his last season on record there, o, was it a o full five, season? 5 6 he played 42 games. So when, when Sid the Kid came in, he's like, sorry, Ziggy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is my car. Actually, you know, in that Sidney Crosby spit and chicklets episode, I believe Ziggy gets a shout out in oh, yeah? there. Yeah, so great was, episode. Actually, that, yeah, it yeah. was. That was Ziggy's last year, and you know, dude was a point a game player in his final year. Forty two points, forty two games. He had eleven G's and thirty one apples. Um, but where did he go to the next season to Europe? Yeah, he was uh, playing for Scalica HK thirty six. <laughs> Which is probably the team he owns in in uh I am I am I am kicking myself for not knowing a city in, in Slovak Republic. It's not even know. the Slovak Republic, it's just Slovakia. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. We'll get our intern on there to get us to uh teach us some geography uh, here for Bucare- next time. Bucharest? Is that a place? I don't know. Well <laughs> <laughs> I'm the geography major. Anyway, um no, but let's talk Ziggy Palfi. So 684 games, finished with 713 points. So he's over a point a game, 329 goals. So the guy could score, you know, and he did it consistently. He had he had one year there where, uh, so he never hit 50, but he had two years, three years where he was pretty close. 
and those those were his days with the Islanders in the mid and late nineties. He had uh, that crazy Jofa helmet. The Islanders were wearing those the fishermen the fishermen jerseys, yeah. and Ziggy's hair is just dangling greasily out the back of his <laughs> helmet on. And uh, he hit 43, 48, and 45 goals. And uh, that was that was as close to 50 as he got. But, you know, he put up points everywhere he went, basically. So he split he, – he essentially played, you know, four or five years for the Islanders, four or five for the Kings, finished her off with a year in Pittsburgh with uh, – with the young Sid the Kid, and then he said... And Mario, too. Yeah, yeah, and then he says, see you later, boys, I'm going to go over to uh, my hometown and play for the team that I own. I don't know that he owned that team. I really... I'd have to read the workings <laughs> of our friends at Wiki, but, you know, I'm just running on assumptions. But, no, I just want to I just want to give a shout-out to guys like Ziggy Palfy for... Well, the kid, the guy had skill, man. Exactly. Like he also, like if you think he about flair and character. If you think about him, and you think about Kovala or yeah, Alex Kovalev, mm-hmm. right? The Russian dude from yeah. Montreal, there with like stick the, handle in a phone booth. Exactly him. And then mm. if you think about who's the other guy I'm thinking of. Uh, well, I would think. <clears throat> I'm not sure who you're thinking of, but I'm just thinking oh, like... Peter Bondra. Oh, Bondra. Yeah. yeah. That guy was sick too. Yeah. See, yeah. like those guys from like Eastern Europe, well, I guess Kovalev's from Russia. Yeah. But there was some like really talented Eastern oh, Europeans that yeah. like had style. Like they weren't just good hockey players. Mm-hmm. Like they they had like they were the, style like, and finesse and like they yeah. had like this... They were like their own unique hockey player. They, they, they were yeah, like... Uh, they had like... A, a, like their their play had personality. Yeah. It wasn't just like hockey basics by, yeah. you know, Dougie Gilmore. It was like, <laughs> it was yeah. like flair. You know, it was yeah, cool. Yeah. And Ziggy Pelfi was like the perfect example of that for sure. And I, I sorry, I was just kind of thinking of like, I bet uh, on that 2010 Slovakia team, that was a good team. They had Marian Hosa. Um, I mean, I, I'd have. What well, was uh, Placanic on that team? Yeah, like no Placanic's check is. Is he check? Okay, yeah. it just seems like. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, in 2010, you probably had Big Big Z, as they call him in Boston. Uh, you know, Zdeno oh, yeah. Chara, he's a Slovak. Um, you know, his his famous off-season training is to bike up and down the Tatras Mountains, which <laughs> which are form the border of. Poland, Slovakia, Czech Republic kind of deal. So, um, anyway, shout out to the Slovaks right there. Ziggy Pelfi, classic player. Yeah. If you haven't, if you're not familiar with the guy, type check it into out, the old YouTube and yeah, check out some Ziggy Pelfi. Uh, for sure. And check out our Instagram at Talking Hockey Podcast. Uh, there will be some uh, Ziggy Pelfi photos coming. A foul show. Okay, Tommy, I, I got a goal here. We're going to come mm-hmm. in under 90 minutes on this epi here, okay? Let's get her done. <laughs> so we're going to get her going here with the local legend. And this local legend is basically inspired by uh, basically his play from a couple days ago. Yeah. So we got... Big uh, news story. Gonna, we're going to call out our boy Chris Drieger here. Just call him out. Call him out. He's <laughs> like, welcome, welcome, to the, welcome to the bigs here, kid. Yeah. 
So now he's, we're talking about you on talking hockey. He's uh, born here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Ever mm-hmm. heard of it? Yeah. May eighteenth, nineteen ninety four. So basically, he's been in the news lately because he got his first NHL start, and he got a shutout. Shutout. And yeah. he shut out our uh, least favorite hockey team, the Nashville Predators. So mm-hmm. right on. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Keep it up. <laughs> um, but don't worry. I, I I hate every other. NHL team equally, but I just <laughs> no Nashville. Yeah. You can hate them a little more. So the cool couple of little tidbits I learned about uh, Chris Drieger. Would you say Drieger? I think it's Drieger, but I Drieger. Okay, let's I haven't. Go. I didn't actually hear his name pronounced. So if we're pronouncing your name wrong, welcome to the club. Everyone pronounces my name wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was drafted in the third round, 2012 entry draft by the Senators. But uh, he, he kind of got her going here in the WHL, played for the Hitmen. And I th- I'm pretty sure I remember him playing against Saskatoon Blades Yeah, when I was when uh, you were shooting doing that show. show up there. So yeah. anyways, the cool thing about our boy here is during his final season in, in the WHL on February 1st, 2014, Drieger was the last member of the Calgary Hitmen to play the puck before it was inadvertently put into an empty net of the Kootenai Ice, now the Winnipeg Ice. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, he played the puck, and then and they, then the ice got the possession, made a bad pass, pass back. Something to their, like that, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's happened. It, yeah. it, it happens. And so he got credit for the goal. So he he became the sixth goalie in WHL history and the first in Hitmen franchise history to be credited with scoring a goal. Nice one, Drager. Yeah, you're, you're my kid. So <laughs> he, he also became the Hitmen's all-time saves leader, surpassing Martin Jones. Ever heard of him? I uh, believe he's a San Jose Shark, is he not? Tends to choke in the playoffs every yeah. once in a while, but he's hey. The, he's one of those teal tigers of the sea. So like uh, he surpassed... Marty Jones with 3,374 saves. Hmm. Uh, he completed his major junior career with 170 regular season WHL games played. All for Calgary? Uh, no. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, but in 170 games, he was 94, 46, and 15. That's pretty good. I including mean, eight shutouts. You can't uh, you can't ask for more of your goalie in junior hockey to win you than to win you some games. Eh? So let's we got oh we got fifty seconds here, Tommy. Mm-hmm. So I I just he started with the Tri City Americans. He went to Calgary Hitmen. I guess uh, he got drafted by Ottawa. He did a little run through the ECHL. Played for Elmira Jackals, Binghamton Senators. Evansville Iceman. I think what you're saying is he's always has his suitcase packed. Oh, he's he's packed and ready so, to go. So what brought him to Florida is that they've got uh, Bobrovsky and, and uh, no, not Reimer anymore. Who's Bobrovsky's backup? Is it is it now Drieger? Like it must be. Like what's going on in Florida that the, that he got the? Well, call there must up. be an injury. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like uh, as usual, our uh, intern didn't do the homework. But that's um, the thing about goalies. They can show up out of nowhere. Like Bennington from the ECHL, you know what I mean? Like, Well, also... Sometimes your highly touted goalie does nothing. Drieger is only 25. Yeah, so like so that's like prime he, age for a goalie to get his groove. He might steal that starting spot away from Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky! And, and get her going here. 
But uh, anyways, yeah, he, he kind of launched himself into the limelight here by getting a shutout against yeah. Nashville here last week. I mean, that's but, one uh, way to start your NHL career for dig, for darn sure. Born in Winnipeg, in. went to St. Paul's High School. Where's uh, that? Uh, it's in like, uh, what, like by Charleswood. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. But there you go, Chris Drieger. You've been uh, immortalized here on Talking Hockey, mm. the Hockey Talking Show. Right on. Uh, it's a very current local legend. Uh, sometimes we go back into the history books for the local legends. Uh, sometimes, you know, further than others. And and this time, and, and occasionally we've gone very contemporary. We've had uh, a couple of these junior fellas we've been talking about as local legends. And I mean, to call them a legend at such a young age. but Future hey, legend. Yeah, exactly. But, but no, because they're but local, they're, they're legends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they've been making it big, uh, making waves. And that's all you got to do as a local legend is make some waves. And and there you go. Then you're a local legend. If you're like, it's like snowboarding, right? Like if you're, if you're the guy who hits that kicker, like the hardest, you're the local legend of that spot. Like, and all these guys hit the kicker ma- real hard. Yeah. It doesn't matter if like somebody's doing a 1080, you just gotta. Yeah. Give her the most, you know, don't need to land anything. So looking, looking ahead, you know, we've, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll make a solid game plan here with all these segments that we have. For sure. We'll we get, get some sort of routine going. So some homework down. You guys know what's coming up next and when it's coming. We got to bring back the uh, hockey card war here soon. For sure. And For we sure. got to get back. We got to charge up the old Caress uh, cold call hotline again. Uh, you know, I forgot to pay my phone bill last week, so I yeah. uh, can't uh, well, make any I phone just, calls. I just got a new plan, so oh, I'm waiting yeah. for that to kick in. Yeah, so. I got to transfer my contacts over. Yeah. It's a big mess. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, and, and then, um, you know, we've got a few other phone calls I think we've been talking about making as well. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, if you liked the show, give it on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. You know, that little star rating. Put Pick an appropriate star and put, put the rating in there. Tell all your friends. You know, we appreciate you listening. You don't have to share the show, but um, tell your friends and just, you know, bring it up in conversation, as it were. Uh, because uh, when it comes to talking hockey, we sure do like to do that. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And thanks for listening. Randy, what do you what do you what do you want to go out on here? Well, next week we'll have a brand new beer. We'll have a brand new vintage hockey hair player. We'll have a brand new local legend. We'll have some new topics to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I guess we're gonna end this off on some sort of tune. Yeah, I let's guess, eh? c- yeah let's uh, let's throw it to the tune. Um, I don't know. Do you want to just randomly just say, let's throw to the tune because we don't know if we're actually going to be able to get the one that we pick. Yeah, sure. So we'll be like, Hey, check out this real good song right here. (laughs) Check out this neat jam by hot band (laughs) blank. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Here comes a tune. Thanks for listening. Tommy. uh, Let's do this again sometime. Okay. Same time, same place next week. Perfect. All right. As a kid, my dad would never let me give up. He'd always say, anything can happen. Bill Mosienko. I say, Bill Mosienko, who's that? He said, Bill Mosienko got three goals in 21 seconds. I'm like, are you crazy? He's like, no, it's real. It's true. This is how it went down. It was Sunday, March 23rd, 1952. Chicago versus NY, down 6-2. Four goals behind, just a few minutes left, but the pony
any line right winger wasn't finished yet yet bill mosienko wasn't playing for show one of the greats on skates and the name you should know hall of fame record holder no one's making it close 21 seconds three goals made in a row whoa the game ain't over till you hear the buzzer man like you know the home team from the colors in the stands something you can understand never quit bill brought him back and they won seven six it wasn't the championship or even the playoffs it was hard work and not believing in days off it pays off you won't win you don't try first he had a hat trick and have my verse three goals 21 seconds true story if anyone's guessing my dad always told me bill mosienko you never give up bill mosienko especially when they say you're insane bro you don't stay in the game you won't attain pro my dad always told me bill mosienko anything can happen Get open, catch a pass, and give it a slap. Small puck, big net, simple as that. If there's time on the clock, you got time for a shot. And word to Bill Mosienko, that guy in the hops. While the iron is hot, lace your skates, take your place. Get your game face straight, no place to wait. Where the puck drops is where the breaks await. Whether you're making crazy saves or taking breakaways. Hey, amazing grace, that's where greats are made. Blades of steel, but no razors, don't shave your face. In the race, stay focused, keep your stick on the ice. And that's exactly how I feel when I'm ripping the mic. Right, right, I know you're probably like, what? Come on, was it a timeout? Did the other team know the game was on? 21 seconds for three, that's the top score. But what's crazy, they say he almost got four. Three goals, 21 seconds. True story, if anyone's guessing. My dad always told me, Bill Mosienko, you never give up. Bill Mosienko. When they say you're insane, bro You don't stay in the game You won't attain pro My dad 